Welcome to Christian Medical and Dental Association's Chapel. We trust this message will encourage your walk with the Lord. I still want to do a little, something a little different. I want to just do a little bit of a devotional uh, together today uh, to kind of set the table uh, for prayer. And then we're going to break into groups and we're going to pray uh, for the list that you receive. So I thought today I'd talk about identity. Just kidding. <laughs> I wanted to see who's been paying attention the last couple uh, chapels, but I thought, wow, it would be great. You know, what, what, what should I talk about? Um, instead of identity, I want to talk about identifying three keys to prayer, okay? I was reading, I've been reading through the Psalms, and um, I, this, this passage of Scripture, Psalm 5, verses 1 to 3 in the New Living Translation, really uh, I just I stopped when I was reading and just thought, there's some key uh, things that, that the psalmist has identified here to help us with prayer. And before we go into prayer, I want to just spend a little bit of time uh, looking at these. Let's, let's take a look at this verse of Scripture. O oh Lord, hear me as I pray. And that should be kind of a collective thought that we have together uh, as we go into our time of prayer. Hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my, and my God. For I pray to no one but you. Just the one and only God. Look at verse 3. Listen to my voice in the morning, O Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and I wait expectantly. It was at that point that I had to just stop reading in Psalm 5 and just zero in on verse 3, because it's, it's an incredible verse of Scripture. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my requests to you and wait expectantly. Let's look at these three keys to prayer that uh, the psalmist identifies. The first is each morning. Each morning. Now there's, a, there's all kinds of verses of Scripture uh, that the Bible talks about coming to the Lord together in prayer. And you could build a strong biblical case that one of our responsibilities as followers of Christ and in our relationship is to have a morning quiet time. I, I don't want us to be legalistic in any sense because uh, sometimes, you know, I've, I've noticed that there are personality types. They're morning people. They love to be up and they're all energy in the morning and they're late night people. You ever more of a late night people? And so to me, it doesn't matter as much of what's in the morning, although it's probably a good idea to start your day off with God in prayer and spend some time in his word. But I love this idea, each morning, each morning, uh, I bring my request to you, each morning. Now just imagine uh, this thing called prayer. If, every, if the only time we pray is every once in a while when we're kind of brought to our attention that we need to pray for somebody and, and, and then we pray. Have you, have you ever noticed that the people that, in my opinion, who can seem that just they have this direct connection with God when they pray, you know what I can tell you about those people? It's not the first time they've prayed. It's not the one time this week they've prayed. They, every day, they have a, a developed a prayer time with the Lord. They get alone with God, and each day they spend some time in prayer. Psalm 88, verse 13. But to you, O Lord, uh, I, I have cried out, O Lord, and in the morning my prayer comes before you. The idea in the morning. I love uh, Adrian Rogers said this. He said, the prayer offered to God in the morning during your quiet time is the key that unlocks the door of the day. Any athlete knows that it is the start that ensures a good finish, right? If you want the day, 
to be strong, if you want it to be on target, start the day in prayer each morning. Psalm 143.8, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Psalm 90 verse 14, satisfy us in the morning and with your loyal love, then we will shout for joy and be happy all our days. Psalm 119 verse 147, I rise before the dawn and I cry for help. I have put my hope in your word. When do we pray? Early in the morning. Psalm 57 verses 7 to 10, my God, my heart, O oh God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Awake my soul. Awake harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love. This is the idea. When do we do this? We do this in the morning. By the way, in Mark chapter 1, we find this, that this was Jesus' practice, right? He got up early in the morning before dawn. Uh, dawn the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated, or some translations say, a remote place, and there he prayed. Identify key number one, each morning or each day. Number two, each morning I bring my request to you. What do we do with these requests? How many of you, you realize that we have not sometimes because we ask not, right? And we've got these burdens that we're carrying around and, and we just kind of carry them around hoping that God does something. And, and we have not because we ask not. We, we, well, these burdens, I remember that uh, it's so sweet to trust in Jesus. And, and, and oftentimes we, we struggle uh, with things because uh, how often we don't carry those burdens to God in prayer. We just kind of go around putting more and more on our shoulders, carrying heavier and heavier things. And the thing that the psalmist tells us as a key here is each morning, daily routine practice of this, but I bring my request to you. I was reminded of Psalm 4, uh, Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Underline that in your translation. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What do we, what's the key? We're carrying these burdens. We're anxious. We, were, we have anxiety about things that we're seeing that are coming ahead or things we don't know about, things that the outcomes that we don't understand. What do we do? We need to take these things to God. I bring my request to you. How many times have you brought your request to somebody else and told them all about your problem? Rather than each morning or, or some time each day saying, I'm bringing my request to you, Lord. I'm, this is a situation I don't know how you're going to solve. I don't know how you'll resolve this, but I'm bringing it to you. And then the third key that we identify in this psalm is, listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning, I bring my request to you and I wait expectantly. And I wait expectantly. So what do we do when we have this routine, this regular practice of prayer, and we bring our requests, we make them known to God, as 1 Peter 5, 7, cast, we're casting all of our cares upon him, we're bringing them, and we're leaving them with the Lord. Then what do we do? How many of you realize the next piece of this is rather difficult? Waiting with expectation. Waiting with expectation. We, we live in a microwave society, right? We like to push three minutes and boom, dinner's made, right? 
We like everything really fast. We like to, uh, you know, zap it, and here it is. We want an instantaneous. We texted somebody. We got the message right back. And we tell God our needs. We make our requests known, and we cast our burdens upon him. Then we want God to right away come back to us and say, here it is. Here's the outcome. But the psalmist says, here's what we got to do when we're getting, understanding this, identifying the keys to prayer. We need to each morning on a regular, consistent basis, we need to bring our requests before God, the one and only person who can hear and answer our prayers, who's listening each morning to our prayers, and wait expectantly. Two keys, wait and expectantly. As Charles Spurgeon said, if you believe in prayer at all, expect God to hear you. If you do not expect, you will not have. God will not hear you unless you believe he will hear you. But if you believe he will, he will be as good as your faith. Believe that God is, is hearing and we make these requests known to God. James 5 verse 16 in the J.B. Phillips translation says this, Tremendous power is made available through a good man's earnest prayer. Two keys to this kind of prayer. Earnest prayer and waiting expectantly, believing God is about to do something significant. Hannah Moore said, prayer is not eloquence, but earnestness. It's not eloquence, but earnestness and expectation. And sometimes we hold back on our prayers because we think, well, I'm not a good prayer. I'm not a good public prayer. I'm, I don't feel comfortable praying in a group like a setting around the table. I'm not eloquence. God's not interested in your eloquence. In fact, you remember there's a Pharisee one day that came, and God, I thank you. He had this eloquent prayer, and I thank you. I'm not like these other people. And the scripture said it never, it never went higher than the ceiling. Why? Because God's not interested in eloquence. He's interested in earnestness. And prayers made expecting God to work in his will and in his timing. I was reminded of this idea of this waiting in expectation. And I was reminded of this uh, great story in, in Luke chapter 2, the story of Anna the prophet. Remember uh, her story? It says in Luke uh, chapter 2, verse 38, she came along just as Simon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and there's baby Jesus, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Israel. You've got this Anna who's daily living in the temple, and she's coming every day with great expectation and waiting expectantly along with so many other people for the coming Messiah, for God's promise for his word to be revealed, for him to accomplish his purposes. And can you imagine the joy that she shared in Luke chapter 2? Because she had brought this request that someday her and Simeon would see the, the promised Messiah. And on this day she comes and she gets to witness what she had waited so long for and with great expectation. So let me challenge us this morning. Prayer requests have been submitted from all departments, uh, many departments in, the, in the, the CMDA staff, and you're going to get a chance to kind of go through those. There's a, there's a number on each table, and uh, um, if you're not at one of those, you can either join one of those tables. Uh, those of you who are joining online, you can join number six, pray for the group number six. If you're at a different table, you want to kind of form your own group, that's fine. Just pick a, pick a number you want to pray for. We're flexible here. Uh, you can pray for these, uh, the list that's on your number there. Uh, you can also share prayer requests. You can pray for things that are on your hearts as uh, you, you've gathered around the table today. 
But I just ask that we just kind of identify some of these three keys uh, to prayer. What are these three keys to prayer? Each morning, on a regular, we do this on a regular basis. We gather the first uh, Thursday of the month and we pray together. We, so we're on the regular basis. We bring our requests to God. Let's just be very specific with these requests, not just mention them to each other. One of my pet peeves about prayer is we spend more time talking about prayer requests than we actually spend time praying together. So instead of just talking about prayer requests, let's just bring our requests to God because uh, it, more, more will get done if, if you're uh, bringing these requests to God and then wait expectantly for God to do something uh, in our midst.